The reviews are in, and Secrets is a hit. Listeners have described Secrets as priceless information, a personal cheat sheet, and binge-worthy career advice. And Season 3 promises to bring you even more secrets on how to advocate for yourself, how to become a better ally, and how to get that coin. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, put in that work to reach the top of corporate America. And this groundbreaking podcast challenges you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. KP and PR will bring you more tips and tricks on how to advance in your career. So fill up those cups and welcome to Season 3. Hey, what's up, Seeker family? Ricky, what's on your mind today, my brother? Hey, well, KP, man, I got an email from a listener today that I thought we should talk about. Because it's one of them things that you and I have talked about all the time. All the time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let me jump into it. It reads, Ricky and Keith, I have a dilemma that I want to get your advice on. My boss has invited me to go golfing with him, but I really don't want to do it. Been there. (laughs) First off, I don't really like my boss that much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not sure what we would even talk about for four hours. Secondly, I don't play golf, so I feel like I'm going to embarrass myself. And lastly, I usually have childcare pickup duties on the day that my boss wants to play. Mm -hmm. Should I go play golf or should I politely just decline? Hmm. (laughs) Dilemma, dilemma, PR. This is a great question. Yep. That's right. And a conundrum, we'll call it, that's faced by many employees at the end of the day. And my answer, and maybe the first secret is, yes, you should go. Period. (laughs) It's usually not a smart career move to turn down too many social networking opportunities with your boss. And it's particularly if this is your first one. You got to find a way to make it happen because there may not be another one. And at the end of the day, your boss isn't going to ask you out if there's an issue. So really, this is an opportunity to kind of bond and build a relationship. Yeah, it's a little tough one. This is the fork in the road. Yes, this is it. (laughs) You know, and I agree, uh, Keith. I mean, so you're going to have to suck it up, you know, basically. Yep. Get to the driving range, pay for some basic lessons and negotiate with your partner on the child care pickup responsibilities. Yeah, you're going to have to make some sacrifices on this one. Because you don't know what could happen. You don't know what could be talked about while you're out there piddling around on the golf course. Yep. Never know. And the other thing is, you, you're worried about embarrassing yourself. Your boss might not even be that damn good Yeah, either. may not be good. Most of us aren't good. So, <laughs> right. I mean, the statistics say, here's a receipt for you. Almost 80% of people have an average over 100. <laughs> That means multiple strokes, y'all. That's right. There's very few people that shoot under 100. So don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. And hell, most of the time, we don't even keep the score in the first place. Right, right. But all this just leads us to today's episode, because as you climb the career ladder or even have a desire to climb past a certain point, networking with your boss, your peers, and other senior leaders in your organization is going to be required. Yep. It's mandatory. not. It's mandatory, right? So get used to beer. <laughs> to golf and other awkward networking necessities to get you to the top. I mean, great advice, uh, Keith, so far. And, and look, you guys, just get ready for this one. In this episode, we're going to talk about the importance of just sucking it up and getting your networking game tight. Mm-hmm. We'll also share some personal stories and observations on beer, golf, and other types of networking that may be necessary to breaking through. We'll provide some receipts, as we always do, 
on the importance of networking and building relationships on your career. And lastly, we'll close out with four secrets on how to effectively network with your boss and other senior leaders. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. And we're just going to start out talking about beer. Because <laughs> we've all been there. And I can just start out by saying that Ricky and I are not big beer fans. Mm-mm. It is not at the top of our agenda when we're trying to put some liquid in our lips. Right? <laughs> yeah, we've had to suck it up on many occasions to go have a beer with the boss or other colleagues, right? And literally, the only time I drink beer, because it is so rare, but the only time I drink beer is when I'm hanging out with my white colleagues in a work situation. <laughs> you know, we keep beer in the house yep. <laughs> for those one or two people that'll show up at the house to have some beer, but it is rare. But I found, you know, my wheelhouse is like a cold shore, light pilsner, right? Yep, <laughs> I just yep. fi- I had to find a beer that I could drink and get it down. <laughs> and again, I can drink those without my face all scrunched up. And, you know, I'm like popping my lips and shit, trying giving to figure out what that yeah, flavor yeah, was. That, uh, that, that, that tart taste. <laughs> that, that, yeah, just, yeah, that tart face look. It just don't click with me. But also found with, well, at least with a coach, I can drink those all night, <laughs> right, without getting too comfortable, if you know what I mean. Right, right. right. Because at the end of the day, we still got to keep our game face on because I can also remember having some long nights with the bros at the bar. You need to keep your game face on. You can't let your guard all the way down. No, this is so true about developing an affinity for beer. Now, look, I mean, that yeast is no joke, man. Getting bloated, all of that type of stuff, man. And let me tell you, there's a big difference from some of these beers you may have sipped on before you were legally able to drink, you know, and enjoy like uh, it, before you started actually understand what a high end beverage or breweries were. Oh, right? yeah. We used to drink the beast. We call it Milwaukee's <laughs> best. We called it the beast in college. Well, well I'm going to tell you like this. I grew up in Southern California. I grew up in, in, in L.A. So, you know, we was trying to do what we thought was cool, right? Trying to drink malt liquor. Ooh, slits, slits. 40s of, of, of OE or Old English for some folks. Sorry, you know, some of those other things. And uh, man, that was some bad drinking. Ooh. Or then when I go to college and I try to hang out with the with the offensive linemen and everybody else and they're drinking like, like Coors and Budweiser, yes. man. I can't tell you. Oof. Like, those were my experiences. So I'm like, mm, mm. beer... Mm, just so ain't much. for me. Ain't yeah, for yeah, me. yeah. Beer, beer just ain't for me. But it's through those like outings that I've been able to find different types of beer that are actually good to me or that I can enjoy. You know, you talked about, you know, some mm-hmm. of those, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's got their thing. You Everybody know? got their thing. <laughs> and uh, but you know, I also know that if we're talking about beer, I can tell you I have not ab- been able to uh, become like a brown liquor aficionado. Either. <laughs> you know we going to get you like, there, though. <laughs> I'm not totally there yet. I'm yeah. getting better at it. I'm getting that better. is still going to take some time or some additional networking for me to develop my palate and appreciate the, the production of the experience. Yes. I hear you. <laughs> you I hear know? you. I really appreciate being here in Northern California because... A lot of people drink wine, yep. right? Because wine, this is like a wine mm-hmm. wine area, which that makes it nice because you don't feel the pressure so much to have to have a beer. Yeah, yeah, all the time. You have oh, a nice no, glass absolutely. of wine and keep it moving. Right? 
And Keith is over here being modest, y'all. Keith is is the wine dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Keith got over about four, five hundred bottles of wine over here. And he got them cataloged, okay? So he's serious. <laughs> he ain't messing around. You come touch something over here at Keith's house, well, he know that shit missing. Ooh, Ricky putting all my business out there. <laughs> <laughs> No, that shit missing. That's hilarious. Ricky, we should have like a wine party for secrets or something for I our listeners. So. I think I see it coming. I think I see it coming. Some virtual wine party here. We're going to have to do it. <laughs> We're going to have to do it. But yeah, that that beer will get you right together. But again, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. Right. The other thing you're going to have to do is play some golf. Right? <laughs> and I don't care what anyone says, but golf is one of the key places where relationships are built. And I'll say that at least for dudes, that's the case. But now you're seeing more and more ladies whooping the guy's ass yeah, yeah, out there yeah, on the they, course, right? They getting in them. They getting in them. Getting out there. <laughs> but the thing about golf is like, that's an opportunity where people get to see you at your best and at your worst yep. because, hell, all you need is that one good swing or that one good putt yep. that'll keep you coming back yeah. for more all the time. But having people see you in those different scenarios and how you strategize, it helps build some trust and camaraderie at the end of the day. And you only spend probably about an hour of those four and a half, five hours on the course actually hitting the ball. So it's not the rest of it. You walking around, riding in the golf cart, talking, drinking, laughing, all that other stuff that kind of builds relationships. Yeah. I'm, time does go by pretty fast, you know, when you're out there. And, and most of the time you're out there playing with people who are around the same skill level as you. I mean, they're handicapping you. Just like if you was going bowling and you – Bowling gutter balls and somebody rolling strikes. They're going to handicap you. So if you hit a couple of pins, you're still going to be competitive. Right. <laughs> you know? It's going to be fine. It's going right. to be fine. Now, I will attest to not being a great golf player at all. Okay? At all. Me either. But I can assure you that I am going to look at good as hell <laughs> yes. when I am out there. You are. Okay? Ricky always clean. He <laughs> clean on there. the golf course. I'm trying to take your attention off of me not being able to. <laughs> Do some of this other shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure I'm out there looking good, right? I mean, I have my golf gear on point, my equipment fitted for me. I'm not using my buddy Big Fred's six foot six no. clubs. <laughs> I'm using my clubs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm out there, you know, trying to do that. And outside of the drink and food cart coming around uh, out there, like on a regular rotation, because I do keep up with when the food and the That's drink right. You know when they're coming. That's right. About <laughs> yeah. the 15 old, yeah, they'll be exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah, gonna, we, right when we get around this corner, we're going to see them. But I do have like a basic understanding for what is supposed to happen out there. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing about golf to me is the challenge to continue to improve. It's just like everything just else, like everything, right? Just like, like you might work. go out there and not do that well. But if you if you can find like a couple of things that you do well and just keep working on those, mm-hmm. it'll make everything make else, everything you else know, fine. Uh, go, uh, go better for you. So for me... This means finding time to work with a personal coach. Hey, what's up, Woody out there? Woody, you know, brother be helping me with the swing. Uh, Working with a coach from time to time. Going to the driving range by myself to relax and hit balls. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, meeting people and developing like those relationships. Yeah. Like we're in a relationship game. We're Mm -hmm. in a relationship game and this is what's, what's extremely important. I can honestly tell you that some of the funniest moments I have had with friends and coworkers at networking events have been on the golf course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I've almost taken some people out with a couple of my you shots. Know? I'll tell you that. <laughs> so even though I probably had the record for the most lost balls when we were in Mexico, KP. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
Man, I sure had a lot of fun. We had a good who time was, that who day. Was, who was counting? Who was counting? <laughs> we weren't, didn't even care. Yeah. We didn't even absolutely. care. We were having having a good time. And I was actually lucky, Ricky, when, when it came to golf for me because I was actually the boss mm-hmm. when I learned how to play. I was living in Canada at the time. And the accounting manager and our purchasing manager who reported into me actually played golf. And so they asked me to play with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I ain't never hit a golf ball in my life. So I don't even know what to do. But, you know, they took the time and the patience and everything else. I was like, oh, we'll teach you how to play yeah. everything else. And it was totally cool. And so I asked my finance major, who also didn't play much golf, he joined in. And so literally, we would go out and play nine holes two to three days a week after work. Mm. Two to three days a week. That's like networking opportunities. That's right there. That's when right. You're developing, We're building a team, right? Yeah, you're building developing, a team. You're developing mentorship. You're developing sponsorship. Like yep. all of this relationship building. Yep, relationship building. And then we play 18 on Saturday morning. Some of us get up and do that every Saturday morning, right? And it certainly helped us bond as a team, and it made it easier, you know, when we had those tiffs and tension moments and difficult moments in the office, we knew each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we could we could power through all of that stuff, right? Uh, and I also know that my, you know, my career, that during my career, like playing rounds of golf have actually helped move some contentious negotiations yeah. along, right? I mean, I knew we were working on a deal. We had been arguing. We were in D.C. with this vendor. We have been arguing for over a day mm-hmm. and just couldn't move the ball, right? And then he's like, we already had the golf on the agenda anyway, thinking that we were going to be celebrating at that moment, but yep. we couldn't get through. But we got on the golf course, hit some golf balls around, had a few drinks, came back, got the deal done. Yeah. I mean, because again, it's like the trust thing. It's like, yep. you know, what's in it for me? In fact, this is mm-hmm. what this is all I'm trying to do. Right. You know, there are no hidden agendas. I'm just trying to get this across. But I think the more you have time, yeah. you know, with each other, it makes it easier for you to have those discussions. Mm-hmm. Now, look, golf is certainly one of those key networking necessities. But if we're honest with everyone, it's also like exclusionary. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Right? Especially when it comes to women. Yeah, we're going to call this out. You know, golf is definitely a boys club, and it's kind of like a good old boys club. Yeah. I really want to say it. There's a lot of beer drinking and dude talk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and some of the stuff just gets sometimes kind of tired, but again, it depends it on who you're with. Mm-hmm. You know, and even... More so for men of color, golf can be a bit uncomfortable as you're still forced to be on your game, you know, Mm -hmm. with your game face on and not get too comfortable. Mm -hmm. But the minute that they, again, with the rabbit quotes, you know, who invited you and who who controls some of these meetings at, at points, the minute that they're comfortable with you. You'll start seeing the guards come down, yep. and that's when the information sharing starts to occur. That starts to happen. That's when I say, you know, Keith, you, you ain't that bad. You ain't that bad. That's right. <laughs> you start to get some of the inside ball Yeah, exactly. at the end of the day. And outside of being golf, I know we've both had other opportunities and stories and things and networking and how it moved the needle for us. And I can remember early on in my career when my boss's boss, who is the the division BU CEO, he invited me over for Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Now, this was my first job out of B school, and I had been with the company for about five months. And being that I was new to the area, this is in Detroit, being, I didn't have plans to go home that Thanksgiving, but I was also showing a lot of promise with the company. Mm-hmm. And so this dude invited me over to Thanksgiving dinner with him and his family. Yeah. <sighs> Now, this this meant that you had to make a decision. Now, you wasn't about to go see Phyllis. 
That's right. You went. You went, <laughs> you go, went go, go see. see your mama, boy. You went about to go see. No, and she was already. She was already pissed. I, well, I can. I understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if y'all don't know, Phyllis don't play, y'all. It don't play. <laughs> she gonna tell you how she feel now. She is. <laughs> Everybody gonna know. <laughs> so I had all kinds of trepidations about this, right? I had never had Thanksgiving at a white people's per- house. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, like, I didn't even know what to eat. I'm like, what kind of food y'all got? I know. I know you don't have no sweet potato pie and no macaroni and cheese. <laughs> so what I'm going to do? Yeah. You know, and I already know I'm not going to be able to let my hair down, really. I'm still going to have to be in that yeah, work yeah, mode, yeah, right? Yeah, Regardless of what you tell me to come over and be comfortable, I'm not going to be comfortable. And also for me personally, I was deep in the closet at that time and had some negotiating to do with my partner, right? I mean, my boss's boss didn't even, no one at work knew mm-hmm. uh, that I even had a partner. Right, <laughs> so right. he just assumed that I was single and didn't have nothing to do and was just being nice. So now that's causing all kinds of churn in my household yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the time, right? And so now that last part didn't go well at all. As you can imagine, <laughs> I'm going over to some of my boss's boss's house for Thanksgiving. You're going to have to sit your ass here at home until oh, I get back. Lord. Oh, Lord. You go try that, Ricky, and see how that works. No, nah, you know, you you know, know. my household. It don't work like that. <laughs> no, no. But I will say, despite a lot of short-term pain in the household, it all ended up working out at the end because shortly after having that uh, Thanksgiving meal, I got a raise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also put on a joint venture evaluation project where we're looking at doing this huge billion dollar joint venture with another company. And that allowed me to travel all over Europe, um, be a part of that team. I'd never been to Europe before in my life up until that point. So it really set a foundation. No one could ever pinpoint that moment of going to that Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. But all I do know is that shit started to change after that. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's crazy, you know, because I think about, you know, kids, you know, growing up today. And, and although there's a racial divide for some of us who grew up in different time frames, like our kids growing up now, they don't understand all that. Right. So, so, some of them don't. <laughs> some, some, of them some of them don't. That's right. right? Like, so I can recall going over to you know, classmates' house for, for to, to eat, or even like when I was in uh, college playing football and couldn't come home for the holidays, mm-hmm. and I'm going over to a teammate's house, or I'm going over to a coach's house, and I'm doing that same thing that you're doing over here, you yep. know, talking about, you know, trying to put myself in an uncomfortable uh, situation and just put myself out there, right? Yep. But again, that created uh, a trust and some other things. But that kind of reminds me of, I just had a situation like a few weeks ago with the former boss where that networking was on full display. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, my former boss and, and friend, mm-hmm. um, I feel, it feels strange calling her a, a boss. boss now. She was, That's right. well, even then, cause she was so cool, you mm-hmm. know, but she hosted a luncheon at her home to celebrate me getting a new external opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it was a trip. As former co-workers flew in from other regions within the state and inside and out of the state, wow. you know, all of this okay. stuff, like they flew in and uh, other leaders had canceled and rescheduled meetings to come to the wow. event. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me that everyone that was in attendance at that event had a relationship with me that we had established at previous networking events. But there you go. <laughs> you know, like That's we right. had something, something in common, common or that whatever connected. Yeah. Like, and that was, that was really it. Like, so those connections ended up being, um, you know, much deeper than, you know, I probably really gave it a, a credit for. 
but we became close and found things that we had in common, as I said, to now afford us the opportunity to, to refer to our relationships as true friendships. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's right. However, that would not have been the case had I not put myself out there to experience something outside of my normal comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and you got to do it. And that's Same what thing. we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Going to dinner at someone else's house right. or this, that, you know, Going those, out for that beer, getting on the golf course, those, whatever it those is. Those simple things like that. Those simple things. And, and I know it's hard and it takes a lot of work to do that. And if you don't do it, there's a lot of potential negative consequences of avoiding doing that. Yeah. So so for me, I think the negative uh, consequence to, to begin with is you just get passed over or, or looked past for opportunities. Mm-hmm. Once you reach a certain point, it's all about the relationships. We talk about that. Like yes. when you interview most times now, it's not about whether or not you can do the job. You right. got the credentials. You got the credentials. But is it a good fit? Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're not engaging and building relationships you are likely to get passed over for opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I can almost get, I would not have been on that JV project without going to that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, There's no doubt. Yeah. Cause the, I was young. I was young, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. Keith is still, you know, he's still trying to get there. Like, not yeah. sure. Yeah. He was, was kind of interviewing. Yeah. He was kind of interviewing, was interviewing at, that event, mm-hmm. at, at that event. No doubt. Another negative consequence of not uh, building networks is that, the relationships can be distrustful because mm-hmm. we all walk around a little bit with people we don't know very well with that third eye trying to figure them out and right. stuff like that. But really, in order to build a relationship, you have to invest a little in it. Yep. Right. If you disengage, you continue to perpetuate that distrust, whether it's intentional or not. So you have to put yourself out there in order to kind of break down those walls of, of distrust and kind of negative curiosity, if you will. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I'm and I think um, you know, in addition to those distrustful relationships, I mean we just keep talking about it. It's, it's simple, but it 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 it's easy to pass over this stuff is this lost opportunity. To create long-term relationships. Yeah, like you just talked about. Lost opportunities. Like, had I not put myself out there, like, I, you just never know. You never You know. just never know. So, again, you never know when a connection is going to lead to some new opportunity, new friendship, whether it's internal or external. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know. Just a simple golf outing can lead to your boss or peer recommending you to someone five or 10 years later or serving as a job reference down the line mm-hmm. or just having a quick drink, yeah. you know, or it's look, I'm the first one to tell you when I'm traveling, I'm just trying to get up to the hotel room. Yeah. Man, yeah. As fast as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Too. But sometimes they're like, Hey, we're going to be meeting down in the lobby for drinks. Mm-hmm. It didn't hurt just to go down there. And just go down drink. there. One drink, go get one drink and then move on. Yeah. I mean, again, I found out that somebody liked the Warriors or somebody liked the Lakers or, hey, hey, I heard you ran track. You know, we get to talk. Yep. Hey, my son runs track. You, you know, yep. just you just never know. You just never, never know. know. And again, those things, just like those little moments you're just talking about, that's a missed opportunity to learn something new. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. By hanging out, you can always get a few tidbits of new information and insight that can help you navigate the maze. Right. You're getting some of that inside baseball. You yeah. know, that helps you connect the dots just a little bit more mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to 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 help yourself progress. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, those we, we both were, you know, athletes in high school and whatnot. And there were some kids that were like a little bit better than the other ones. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that they were bigger. Or this, right. And there was some big jokes. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But a lot of times just because. They had access Accessed. to different coaching or different tools or different mm-hmm. training regimens that you didn't have. Right. It's like, so it's always like, 
ooh, if I would have known then what I know now. <laughs> That's right. And you're getting the opportunity to know some of that stuff now. And sometimes you're just not taking advantage of it. You know, the last, you know, um, negative consequence for me in terms of avoiding like these networkings is there's a lack of of a support system. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something to be said for having a tribe around you that can lift you up or support you in your internal or external endeavors. It takes a ton of weight off your shoulders. If you let's just say, for example, you're on a board and you have a give get. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got to either give a certain amount of money or you got to go get get it. it. That's right. Yeah. The first place you tap into, because we already know we can't really tap into our families a right, lot of times right. for this That's stuff, right? right? Exactly. Know, they can give you some support, but they can't give you the financial. No cash. Work. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. So you reach out to your to your your team, mm-hmm. and this is we're talking about more than just buying Girl Scout cookies. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like but we were talking about up, writing big checks, and and this is where you turn to some of these individuals that you've kind of developed you know, those relationships with. You never know when you'll need volunteers for something that you're doing for a committee or speakers for an event. Mm-hmm. And and an effective support system is critical for your continued success. You want people to be referring to you as a connector. Yes. As yes. a connector. For no doubt. Enrique, is it we kind of process this, you know, this information and what we've been talking about. You know, the impact of all of this is that especially for underrepresented employees, when we are not attending these networking events and we're getting left behind and not invited to events where decisions are made, that's huge. That impact on your career can be huge. Yeah. So yeah. you got to engage. And, and again, we start talking about how you feel like yeah. because you're not getting invited, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that other. It, it, it yeah. Starts, if you don't show up once or twice, it's a wrap. It starts putting some stuff in other contexts, mm-hmm. you know, for you. So the moral of the story, though, Keith, is. Just stop blocking your blessings by not getting outside of your comfort zone to learn new skills or mm-hmm. to build new. Mm-hmm. We talk about it. It's critical. It is. Look, you might not like to do it, but it's necessary. This is part of the game. <laughs> it's necessary. This is part of the game. This is why we started Secrets. So, so, so look, Keith, man, we've been talking again, man, and sharing some funny stories here and kind of talking, you know, through some of the do's and don'ts. But again, we're not making this shit up, man. Why don't we just spend some time now and hit them with these receipts? Never do. We don't make up all this stuff. All <laughs> and so we'll share some receipts on why networking is an essential piece to advancing your career. And with receipt number one, uh, CIO conducted a survey to understand the value of golf. Mm-hmm. And nearly two thirds of respondents agreed that golf provides networking opportunities not found elsewhere. While 44% say golf is an essential business tool. Mm -hmm. And for those respondents who see value in showing up at corporate golf outings, as an example, 71% said golf helped to facilitate a partnership. 24% claimed that golf made a sale or sealed a deal, followed by 22% of people saying they got a better deal uh, because they played golf with a vendor. And as far as career enhancement and advancement goes, 16% noted that playing golf had contributed to a promotion, and 8% said that golf helped them land a job. Look, I, I don't know uh, about all the math sometimes, mm-hmm. but anything that gives me an advantage. Advantage. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, 
We're not just talking about a job. Right. We're talking about generational wealth. Generational wealth. <laughs> so if you want to get paid like some of them do, mm-hmm. you got to do what they are doing. Yes. That's <laughs> you right. know, and they that's out there playing golf. That's right. They out there and, having beer. And, they out there doing right. some of these things. Until, until enough of us is in charge to switch some shit. And you say you don't have to do it. Do. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. So. Sometimes you got to do what you, uh, do, sometimes you got to do what you got to do mm-hmm. to do what you want to do. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Look, receipt number two. According to a recent Harvard Business Review study, now y'all know we be wearing Harvard Business Review out. We do. Okay. But networking is imperative for career success in business, particularly in industries like sales and marketing. Success in the sales industry is directly tied to networking and building relationships. Again, we talk about relationships. Relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. Looking at uh, the relationship between women, business, and golf as a potential networking tool. Women report golf is one of the primary informal networks they feel excluded from, which creates a disadvantage for women working in sales and in marketing. Mm -hmm. And research by the National Golf Foundation proves this uh, point for us. Over 37 million people who played a round of golf last year, only 6 million were women. Yeah, so just one in six. I mean... (laughs) That's some simple math, right? It's a real paradox, right? Many people don't believe golf makes a difference, but people, especially women, feel excluded from participation, which likely means something is happening on the golf course that some people want to keep a secret. This ain't like a a C C R E T. That's right. This is like a real secret. secret. They don't want you to know about this. They want you to know about this stuff. So. Of course, I'm going to say, oh, nothing happens out on the golf course. Nothing really happened. But <laughs> exactly. trust me, shit happens on the golf course. We got people. too many numbers to, to say, That's say right. otherwise. That's right. We, we opening up the hood. So receipt number three, according to a study by LinkedIn, 80% of professionals consider professional networking to be important to their career success. 35% of surveyed professionals say that a casual conversation on LinkedIn messaging has led to a new opportunity. And 61% of professionals agree that regular online interaction with their professional network can lead the way into possible job opportunities. I mean, look, we can talk, we can talk specifically. We can talk that. about LinkedIn all day and we will <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> so. Yeah, we can definitely do that. I mean, that's that's crazy. 80%, Keith, 80% yeah. said that, you know, professional networking was important to, to the career, career success. 80%. 80%. 80 so. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know what to say. Oh, wow. So look, receipt number four, a study by HubSpot show that investing time in personal relationships can also help you land your dream job. Statistics show that 85% of positions are filled by networking. 85%. That's right. So those job posts you see on Indeed and all these other places, those jobs are already filled, people. Hey, a lot try, of them I'm, already I'm trying filled. to tell you, most times, and I've heard it, when positions are filled, because that's legally what you have to do. But right. people, sometimes you may not get the uh, diversity um, mm-hmm. you know, with the slated candidates. Right. There. So you have to tap into your network, network to get other people, right? And which ends up meaning your network is people that you already know and trust. And those that network ends up being your preferred slate of candidates. Yes. So the 85%. So those are filled within the network. But despite this success rate, we talk about how good it is. HubSpot reports that 25% of us spend no time investing in networking. And LinkedIn reports that 49% of people don't maintain professional relationships. 
as they just don't have enough time. I mean, hey. Hey, you can't be whining. No. When stuff don't happen for you. And I just think about this. Keith, you and I met at work. We sure did. We met at work. In the and, airport. And, and ended up having drinks together after work or you mm-hmm. know, having dinner because we was traveling together. Now, right. Look. And look at this. <laughs> <laughs> look at us now. Yeah, look absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Look at us now. So those are all like very good receipts. So let's let's drop some secrets okay, on now. Okay, gotcha. And again, today we will provide four secrets on how to play the networking game. Number one. Take the offer from your boss. Number two, network, network, and then network some more. Mm -hmm. Number three, try to find a point of connection. And then finally, number four is use LinkedIn. That's right. So keep secret number one. Go into that one for us. Yeah, secret number one, take the offer from your boss. We let off the episode talking about this. So if your boss asks you to hang out, take it. Especially one of those first one or two times, you're gonna have to say yes. Yeah, full stop. Yeah, go go to lunch, go to dinner, drinks, whatever Golf, that is. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to move things around to make it work. And if there is no way you can possibly make it work, you're gonna have to be honest about it too. You can't just say, "Hey, I gotta go volunteer at the church tonight," <laughs> and then your boss find you out when he's out with another colleague uh, at the bar, yeah, having exactly. a cocktail. So be honest about it and be about it, right? And find a way to politely back out, but provide an opportunity, another reconnection point, right, for you guys to to uh, be able to connect. So just remember, the invitation extended by your boss is an opportunity to connect and build a relationship. Your boss obviously it has an interest in furthering that relationship with you because they wouldn't be inviting you out, right? Right. You don't invite people out on a date if you ain't got some interest in them <laughs> at the end of the day, right? Uh-huh. That don't make no sense. <laughs> no, that is absolutely true. Secret number two, network, network, and we said network some more. Some more. Look, networking will make you noticeable and lead to all types of opportunities that you didn't realize even existed. Be proactive. Seek out people you would like to get to know better. Remember, be intentional about those relationships. Yeah, You can even invite your boss to an event or an outing. That way, you can control the narrative a bit and give them an opportunity to see you in a different light. Yeah, and see you in your best light. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? So you don't feel like you have all the pressure on. That's right. I'm trying to tell you, when when, when folks see you outside of work, and, and when that, that means when they see me, I, what, I got on some chucks. Some sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and a t-shirt or something like that. They're like, oh, okay, so he can relax a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I, But I think that... Network, network, and network is super important secret. Yeah. And secret number three, part of that networking is trying to, you're doing it to try and find a point of connection, right? You're not going to connect with everybody, but at least you get a tidbit of information that you can use elsewhere at the end of the day. And internal networking takes some work. But if you can find points of personal connection and help other people with mutual interests connect, then you become a valuable person, Right. That also enhances your personal brand. You get known as the connector and people want to be around you, be in your sphere of influence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they point to you as a person. Hey, you want this? Go talk to Ricky. He'll help you out. He'll help you figure out how to navigate through that, all those types of things. So it's just important to be there. You end up being a connector. Mm -hmm. It's like being the popular kid at school. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what happens because you end up, you know, always being out there, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, for people. Secret number four. And this might even be one of the most damn important ones, right? Use LinkedIn. I can't tell you how many people we talk can't to and they enough. say, 
I don't even really use LinkedIn or I'm not really, you know, on there a lot. But as we pointed out in the receipts, LinkedIn can be a powerful tool if used correctly and often. That's the key word at the end <laughs> right there. Often. Yeah. Uh, as as simple um, an example um, that we can come up with is we've been able to secure some amazing guests on our podcast, like our sister and friend Amber Cabral. Teresa Robinson, the sister queen, right? Mm -hmm. The original sister queen. You know, Andre Arbelez. You know, all this from using LinkedIn. LinkedIn. We didn't know him. All this from using LinkedIn. That's right. We didn't know We reached out to people and we got like some more people coming Mm -hmm. through here now Mm -hmm. too. But again, it it people can look you up and see your brand. I mean, you can stay in contact with them. And I and, and like I said before, the last four opportunities that I've even received external you know, opportunities have all come through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So again, we're talking about networking with people that you know. We're talking about the things that are important there. Again, but LinkedIn for us, it led to more mutual opportunities between each of us and personal um, things that we can look at now. Yeah, that we just wouldn't have had without LinkedIn. Yeah, no doubt. So you got to use these tools. There's lots of tools out there. If it's not LinkedIn, there's plenty more. All these social media tools can yeah. help you connect. Absolutely. Help you connect. And so, again, those are the secrets that we have for you today. If you want to find more resources on these secrets or the receipts we shared today, just go to our website, secrets.com. Look in those show notes. Um, we got lots of resources in there for you to to further your education. Yeah, absolutely. Look at them show notes. Now, you, we got folks working hard on this stuff for us, you know. Hey, but look, Keith, I want to be able to give a, a quick shout out to all our listeners and fans out there. And I know people say, oh, why do you always do that? Because I'm just so humble, right? I'm just That's grateful. Right. Like, without the fans, we wouldn't have anything, right? That's right. And it was... It was the fans who had us say y'all should be recording this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the fans. That, and look, we haven't had one person say, y'all don't need to be talking about none of this stuff. That's <laughs> right. Y'all need to shut up because you're stupid. <laughs> exactly. Don't help me get more money. That's don't right. help me get promoted. But look, you guys, again, have made all of this possible. And just go and be sure to write a review on Apple and support us on Patreon. We launched you know, our Patreon site. And we're starting to add more and more behind the scenes content and videos, you know, of previous episode interviews. So go on there and just take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ricky and I are locked in. <laughs> if you don't know it by now, we are really locked in on helping you get that coin and getting your seat at the table. So, again, we're always happy to provide advice, coaching services, you know, work with your organization on on different uh, training and development opportunities. So again, check out our website, secrets.com for more information on how to connect with us on how to do that. So look, Keith, I'm extremely happy that we had an opportunity to talk about something that's near and dear to both of us, right? Mm-hmm. Now look, we're going to sit here and keep networking ourselves. We are. We <laughs> you are. Know, we got some things to, <laughs> to do. talk about. Yeah, we got some, some things, things to, to connect. Do. And, and I think this truth serum we've been sipping on while recording certainly helps. And the cups are getting low. No ice. When y'all don't hear no ice, no ice. It ain't in the background. At all. Yeah, y'all hear no ice in the background. That that that's, <laughs> that can be problematic for us. But again, I just wanted to tell everybody, we love you. Thanks for listening to Secrets. And remember, when we share, you transform. Peace. Out. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed yet another gem from KP and PR. In fact, one listener said that Secrets makes me smarter every time I listen, and we hope you agree. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. 
Check us out on the web at www.secrets.com. That's www.c-crets.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time, cheers!